Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Hi, thanks for joining me for episode 199 of Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the kooky creatrix behind Kick-Ass Witch, Putting the K in Magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. And I apologize in advance for Blog Talk Radio's bizarre audio. It keeps grabbing my little hi in the beginning. I try to do it very quietly, but it's, it's very blown out. I don't know why it does that, and I'm sorry about it. I can't control it. I can't control it. Um, I just, this is an episode I recorded this weekend for Patreon and then blog talk radio come to find out it only recorded three minutes of it. So I decided to do it for you all here on Tuesday and make something else for Patreon (laughs) because I needed a bit of space because blog talk radio is pissing me off and I don't know what their deal is, but lots of technical glitches. Um, last week I was doing like word associations, you know, and, and I like, I was going to throw the word moist at you again, because I thought it was funny when I did that before. (laughs) And it cut out, it's been cutting out words for my sentences, just randomly, just for no apparent reason. And it literally cut that word out. So I'm like, so what do you think of when you think of this word? And then I immediately am laughing and talking, It, it cut the word out. So uh, I don't know, man. I don't know about blog talk. Um, I'm almost up to 200 episodes here. So I'm reluctant to just scrap it all and start over. I don't want to do that. So hopefully they can get their act together and uh, can run a bit more smoothly around here. (laughs) And I want to talk about things running smoothly in your life in 2017. This is a special episode for all of you New Year resolution nerds, date book nerds, people who love to do what I like to do at this time of year, plan the next year. And I know a lot of people were feeling very down about 2016. I personally loved it. (laughs) I loved it. Even the parts that pissed me off and frustrated me, uh, even the challenges, I, I just felt really connected to life each day. And I think this is a historical year. So many things happened this year, and I'm not talking about my own life. I'm just talking about in general. I I think it's a weird privilege to be alive today and to, to bear witness to everything that's going on around us. And, um, yeah, so I, I'm, I loved 2016. But whether you loved it or whether you hated it and it's got you feeling down, this is an exciting time because the winter solstice is coming. It's a full moon tonight. It's a super moon. And um, I know a lot of you get excited about that. So it's just a time of hope where we get to like kind of start fresh, even though it's a super moon tonight. I like to think of the time leading up to the solstice as kind of like the dark phase of the moon, but for the solar cycle, because solstice is, it marks, the return of the light. It's when we're first, oh, the light is coming back. When we start moving 
it, it's dark for a long time after, but it's that hope. It's that first spark of light as we start moving towards summer again. And I think of that as a new moon phase. So that's why like with the winter uh, solstice module, I really focus on new year. For me, that's the new year. I know a lot of witches, they call Samhain the happy new year or Samhain the witches new year. For me, it's, it's gotta be, <laughs> it's, you know, I grew up in America um, where, you know, happy new year is January 1st. So for me, Yule, that what Yule symbolizes really lends itself really well to a couple of weeks of just nerding out before we all start screaming happy new year. It's like a great time to, to have that kind of, I can only compare it to the new moon phase because I know so many people are familiar with it and they often don't think about the solar phase. That's what the wheel of the year is. That's the solar cycle, excuse me, the solar cycle. So that phase of darkness, that's finally the new moon and we know the light is returning is such an awesome time to nerd out and plan, which is what so many of us do anyway. So today I want to talk about three steps for turning your happy new year into a happy life and actually seeing the, res the whatever resolutions you put in place, actually living them out throughout the entire year. That's why 2016 was awesome for me because I worked with the year, you know, I, I called it the year of the queen. I worked with the queen archetype. I asked myself all year long, what would a queen do? I worked with a few core desired feelings and I just had a real sense of purpose. So I think Instead of having a giant list of like, I'm going to lose this much weight, I'm going to make this much money, I'm going to blah, 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 blah. It's daunting. It's overwhelming. And typically people are not able to make more than one change in their life at a time. So today I'm just hoping to get you to focus on one thing at a time. So, uh, and I've broken it down into three steps. And well, you can let me know what you think. I was, I was going to put a judgment on it, um, but, but let's, let's do the three steps and you can tell me what you think when we're all done here. <laughs> okay, so um, step number one, clarity is power. That is, step number one is about dialing in on your purpose. So um, in the winter solstice module, I talk about how gifts are made to be given, your gifts are made to be given, um, whatever your special gifts are. Your gifts are the things that, and usually they're both true of a gift that you have. It's something that comes natural to you and that you got really good at because it comes natural, naturally to you. So um, you, things that come naturally to us, we tend to practice and do and engage in because they're easy and pleasurable for us. We get very, very good at them. We get skillful. So we go from natural talent to skill typically with our gifts. So that's one way. The second way is other people recognize it. <laughs> and I mean, on a consistent basis, not just like one random aunt who's being nice to you one time. <laughs> I mean, like consistently people say like, oh my gosh, you're so good at that. Or they thank you, like, thank you so much. Or they turn to you for help. Can you help me with that thing? And that thing has been like a theme throughout your life. If both are true, this thing feels natural to me. I've developed it. I've developed it. I've developed it into a skill because it's enjoyable, because it's natural. 
and people thank me for it and compliment me for it, you know that's one of your special gifts. So you have this gift. Great. Wonderful. Well, gifts are made to be given, and that's where you get a sense of purpose out of your life. Um, Joseph Campbell said that the only meaning in life is the meaning we give it. So I think that sometimes people suffer over trying to identify what their purpose is uh, when I think your life could have multiple purposes. Um, in, the, in the module, I talk about the purpose of life is love, but that's very vague. I want to get very specific today, like how your purpose is expressed through your gifts. So focus on one gift for today, please, because you definitely are a multifaceted human if you're human and you probably have multiple gifts, but hopefully one comes to mind. And I believe that in dialing in on that gift, you're dialing in on your purpose. And then when you get that kind of clarity, it helps you with the other steps I'm going to be talking about here. It helps you make the most of your year. So if you are a person that's really just hung up on your life purpose, just maybe identify this as your purpose for 2017, the year ahead. If, if this isn't going to be your big life purpose, maybe it will serve your life purpose. This is just your purpose for 2017. So like kind of thinking about it, I mean, you could, the, I think the secret to living a fulfilled sense of purpose is being of real value in whatever capacity you can. That could be at work, that could be at home, that could be with your friends, that could be with your family. It's about creating value. Um, but just thinking of it from a career capacity, let's say, because uh, I think a lot of us identify that for ourselves in that way. Dialing in on your purpose is about leaning into your gift and developing it even further and building on what already comes natural to you so that you become excellent, truly excellent. And then you end up delivering value from that place. You end up giving your gift at an exceptional level, thereby making yourself indispensable and irreplaceable, which is the best job security in the world. That's real job security, <laughs> knowing that people value your gifts and skill sets to such a high degree that as long as you continue to carry that talent and those gifts humbly and with grace and you're not a dick about it, you will always have food on the table. Um, sometimes you can be a dick about it and the value off you offer is so unique and valuable that, that people will even let you get away with that. But I don't recommend being a dick. There's no point. <laughs> Fine. Then you have money, but people secretly are hating you behind your back and that's the energy you can feel. So don't be a dick. <laughs> And when I say job security and that you'll always have food on the table, that might not be at one particular company. You know, companies go out of business. Your, the business you're running right now, if you're an entrepreneur, it could fail. But if, if you're confident in your gift, if you know that it creates real value, if you've seen it create value again and again and again in the lives of other people, then you know that, that even if it means having to find a new source of income, that you're going to be able to do that because you've developed faith in your ability to serve, to give your gift. You've developed trust in your ability to, to deliver, um, to deliver the gifts you're meant to give. And 
and you've got real confidence in your ability to create value. I'm talking in circles, saying the same thing over and over and over again. <laughs> Lean into one gift this year, hardcore. Don't try to be everything to everybody. Delegate your weaknesses and just focus on that one gift. So this step, step one, is, is when you get it's when you get clear on one of your special gifts and connect to a greater sense of purpose by doing that. And um, again, it doesn't have to be your big life purpose. It could just be your purpose for 2017. So um, let's see, what would be some good examples? Uh, if you identify, let's say, your gift as being someone who is good at or enjoys making new connections, um, you like to meet new people, and people like you. You're, you're a people person. Um, if you're working with core desired feelings this year, for example, you might choose the word connected as a feeling that you want to create. And that could be part of step one here. Uh, maybe you identify your gift as bringing a lot of energy to a project or group. In that case, maybe you would want to identify the word energized. You want to feel energized in 2017. And I will build on these in future steps. This is just to give you like a little focal point here. If you identify as someone who has a knack for coming up with creative solutions to problems, creativity is the word for you. Creativity is your gift. And I say that because there are many ways that creativity expresses itself. I don't necessarily mean you're a painter or a dancer, although you could be. So once you've established what your gift is, right, and you've got like a name for it, my gift is connection, my gift is is I'm energizing, um, or I like to feel energized, or my gift is creativity. So the next step is step two, how? How are you going to live that purpose next year and give that gift? How will you deliver on your promise, maximize your potential, and then take that gift, that one gift you identified, how are you going to take it to the streets? How are you going to give it to the people? And the trick here is to pick one achievable action, identify one modality, one way for delivering what you feel is of real value as it relates to da -da -da -da, your most obvious gift. So much repeating of myself here. I could have just said like one two, three, <laughs> but I'm trying to flesh it out a little bit and get your mind jogging because I can't address, you know, there's thousands of you. I can't address you each individually. So I'm just sort of like shooting the breeze here and hopefully getting the juices flowing. So it gives you time to think like, what is my gift? What is my purpose? And then how do I put that in action? How do I take that to the streets? Um, I think you know, sometimes these things can be feel a little bit vague, but then when you start dialing in on them, you start to get that clarity that we're after today. So your gift might be making people feel seen. That's an amazing gift, by the way. That That's one of my favorites because just about anyone in any job that works directly with people can fulfill this purpose on a daily basis, making people feel seen. You can do that if you're a grocery store clerk a receptionist, a barista, a salesperson, a teacher, a talk show host, hello, Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> and the beautiful thing about that gift and any gift is any gift, let me repeat that, is the value that it creates goes both ways. It's 
and you know it, you feel it. It's deeply fulfilling for both fulfilling for both you and the people you're here to serve. What I love about the gift of making people feel seen too, is that it's doubly true for parents. Uh, you know, do your eyes light up when, when your children enter the room? Do you have the ability to make them feel seen? Or do you roll your eyes when they come in to show you like, hey, mom, mom, look at this, blah, 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 cartwheel, <laughs> this routine, the stand-up comedy routine. Are you like tolerating them? Because they feel that. And if you feel like being a parent is, is, is your purpose or you're just, you just are a parent, hello, it is part of your purpose. <laughs> Whether you feel like it is or not, you're there, you're in that situation. Making your child feel seen is a gift that goes both ways. It's heart expanding, I promise you. And then outside of vocation or parental responsibilities, um, this goes for any human interaction with, with your grandpa, with your lover, with the bus driver. It doesn't matter. So I'm using this that one as a special example and going on about it because, like I said, it is one of my favorites because you can take it anywhere. Your purpose doesn't have to be about your career or about your job. It can be, but not necessarily. And usually when I start thinking about this, I'm such an ambitious, career-minded person. I, I love my work. I love my job. I love what I do so much that um, <laughs> I tend to, like, just think of that, like, when I'm planning the new year or doing my resolutions or thinking about my life's purpose. And I think that is part of my purpose. But so is, you know, being the mom to this really special, amazing kid. Um I see how your purpose can show up in all different ways. So props to making people feel seen. Um, hmm, where, where should I go from here? Using the examples, I guess, that I gave in step one, like I, I picked like a few core desired feelings, uh, connection, feeling energized, creativity, whatever those are, like, let's take it to the career. If you have a day job, for example, if you just have a day job, whether it's a career or it's just your rent paying gig, whatever it is, if you have a job um, or some daily routine that's not necessarily a job as a parent or a volunteer, you can start there and then just look for new ways to show up that way. To sh look for new ways to show up at work. So if you identify your gift as being someone who is good at or enjoys making new connections, connected is your word, how, what can you do right now with the job that you have to make other people feel connected? Like, can you introduce this guy to that guy? Um, if you're looking to work your way up the career ladder, this is very, very important to understand. <laughs> this is your calling card. This is what's going to get you noticed. This is what's going to get you promoted is when your boss, people from other departments, and even your peers go, oh, there's Jim. Jim is that guy that awesome connections. Every time I talk to him, he's telling me about this person I should meet, or he's introducing me to this guy in the elevator. Like, if that's your gift, lean into it, and you don't even have to be focused on getting that promotion or leveraging this into something. If you just focus on giving that gift every single day, 
the gift will start giving back to you. It will in the moment. You'll just feel good because you're doing what comes naturally to you, but it could unfold in the most surprising ways, financially, career-wise, just random opportunities to go on weird vacations. Like you just never know. So it's worth really like not only dialing in on your purpose at the beginning of the year, but carrying it with you every single day. And truly, I, I talk about creating the kick-ass life of your dreams, and I sound redundant and silly sometimes saying it, but I keep coming back to that because um, isn't that what we all want? <laughs> and this is one way to get it. Um, another example, if you identify your gift as bringing a lot of energy to a group or a project, if, you know, people say that about you, you know, like, oh, you have so much energy and the room lights up when you come in or you're like a ray of sunshine, you know, energized is your word, you're energizing, like, how can you focus on bringing that to your daily situation? Where can that serve? Where that can that create real value? And where, can, where is it appropriate? Where is it not appropriate? <laughs> I would say for energizing, I, the reason I threw that into just was um, when I first started at Toastmasters, I did six months of Toastmasters. Um, the first, <laughs> the first speech I, I gave was like super on like how I do my videos and stuff, but I was, you know, on, not on stage in front of a room, basically, it was like a boardroom. Um, and it was very high energy, but the room was so not. <laughs> and that was that was the critique I got back was like, know your room. Like, you have to meet us where we are. So I'm just going to throw that out there for the energizer bunnies listening. Like, you can't just, like, be like, okay, my gift is energy, and I'm just going to bust in on people and make them feel what I want them to feel. <laughs> um, so it's just a little aside on also, like, knowing your place. I think, I think that just takes, uh, simple awareness, you know, <laughs> being, uh, it's like, um, listening as much as you talk, there's a way to do that energetically as well. So another example is creativity. If you identify as someone who has a knack for coming up with, you know, who's very creative, let's say, you're just creative, and you might be in a job that you don't think is very creative, uh, I think that looking for ways to use your creativity to create solutions to problems at work or new systems at work um, might really, speaking of energy, might really like energize you and make you feel more connected to your job. Like there are ways to be creative in everything you do. Even accounting can be creative if you approach it from that angle. So if you're creative, I think that's important to note because a lot of really creative people, they give up on their dreams of whatever. They, however they think their creativity is going to be expressed. They're going to be a singer they're going to be a painter, they're going to be a sculptor, and their families like unintentionally like kind of pick at that dream to where they really, they don't have enough confidence in themselves to make it in life, so they try and they try and they try, and then finally they get sick of being a starving artist, they shelve the dream, and they go take a job, some crappy rent-paying gig as they see it, that they resent, and it does pay the bills but they always have that peace inside because who they are is creative. That's like their special gift. They're here to give that creativity. And I think that 
you'll find that there are ways to reactivate that even in your crappy rent paying gig. And that, like I was saying about connecting people and doing that daily, you never know where that will take you. When people start going, oh my gosh, Jason is so creative. Every time we have a problem, he comes up with this creative solution. When your bosses start recognizing that and your peers and people from other businesses or departments, I mean, so many opportunities could be coming your way that you're cutting yourself off from by living in resentment. So speech, speech. <laughs> it's funny how I go off on those little rants, but I'm feeling it today. Um, and then maybe you are in a job that, that you don't think is on purpose for you. So you might decide, okay, I'm going to enjoy this job, but it's time to start moving in a different direction altogether. And I'm going to do that in 2017 that, you know, I, I do have a gift to give and I, that is my purpose. Um, but I really want to be in this field to do that. So maybe for you, it's time to move away from the rent paying gig toward what feels to you more like a career. So that could involve going back to school or getting an entry-level position somewhere in order to work your way up the ranks. And if that's you, especially if you're a certain age, like do it humbly, my friend. <laughs> do it with joy and abundance and in your heart and excitement at the prospects. Um, and that could just be, gee, I don't know, so many different things. If you have a love of research and getting to the bottom of things, I, you want to be a lawyer or a historian or an archaeologist. Maybe you enjoy taking a part and building things. So you finally decide you're going to parlay that into a career as an engineer of some kind or a mechanic even. Um, and, you know, being an engineer is going to require going back to school. Being a mechanic might be requiring starting from the bottom and working your way to the top or running your own business, starting your own business out of your garage. I don't know. Uh, your thing might be innovating new ways of doing things. So you might want to start your own business as um, a strategic business consultant, for example, or maybe you decide I'm going to start, I'm start going to start patenting all these inventions I keep dreaming up in my head. <laughs> Uh, what else? Uh, maybe your thing is creating beautiful things that transport people to another place. And then that's when all of a sudden you realize, oh, my God, I used to want to be a filmmaker or a musician and a painter. And I still want to be those things. And I'm 50 years old. And I think this year I'm going to finally give myself permission to do that. How exciting is that? Um and then a lot of people, I think, find that they have a knack for showing people what's holding them back in their lives and how to move beyond that, especially if you're a person who was able to identify what was holding you back in your life and now you're able to move beyond it. You might decide you're a coach and you might want to open up your own life coach, life coaching practice, you know, in as a part time job while you're still in your rent paying gig, something like that. And I think it's really important to keep in mind that old saying, if you want to make God laugh, tell her your plans. <laughs> um, this planning is about committing to it's identifying your gift as a purpose and then leaning into it really. Step two is leaning into it and then kind of just it requires an openness for the co and co-creating to show up. Because, um, you know, I was talking about how you never know when you lean in all kinds of surprising opportunities can show up. 
And if you're open to those opportunities and you say yes to them, your whole plan could take on a, just a whole new life, something you never could have anticipated, something better than your wildest dreams. I know a lot of, um, because I live here, you know, a lot of people move to Hollywood to be actors. And then it's funny what they find out along their way after lots of failure and stuff is that what they really love and what they've always loved all along was just the filmmaking process. So a lot of those people end up becoming directors or writers or producers or set decorators or lighting guys. Um, and Hollywood's a really re revealing place that way. Um, and then just, you know, what's going on in politics right now, I keep thinking about that too. Like what makes a person become a politician <laughs> or an activist? Um, I think, you know, what I'm saying of Hollywood, you see this in people sometimes I think who become activists or advocates for some cause, for example, because, uh, and they often find their passion for these things later in life after pursuing a path that they thought was their purpose only to find out it didn't light them up or create as much value nearly as much as like fighting environmental pollution or working with um, disabled people or animals or something like that. So uh, lean in, lean in, lean in, lean in, lean into what your gifts are, um, but don't get so married to the end there is no destination. The journey is the creation, people, and it's a co-creation. So keep your mind open, even as you're planning. Um, I think, I think passion is is a real key here. And for people who end up becoming like activists or advocates, I think their passion is like really taking them there. Um, I think of like someone like Erin uh, Brockovich, like her passion. I don't. She, I don't think she identified her passion as being an environmental activist. It just bubbled to the surface when she got pissed about something, and then she became famous for being an environmental activist. <laughs> uh, so, you know, passion is key here, too. Follow your passion. April Shaley said, um, I posted a montage video last Thursday. Um, I called it, You Are Magic, a kick-ass mixed tape, and it's a montage um, of some interviews that I had done that I just wanted to put an inspiring montage together for you guys. Um, and in that April Shaley was saying, follow your bliss, which obviously Joseph Campbell said first, <laughs> but um, April Shaley, she's an astrologer. She's awesome. Every Friday, she does a new new wheat report. If you haven't heard of her, check her out. Uh, but she was talking about following your, passion because if you pay attention to what excites you what lights you up what makes your heart expand you will be guided by that and then the universe will meet you there so enough about that <laughs> ramble 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 step three step three this is something I talk about a lot uh, so maybe I won't ramble on about this as much because I've said it all before but step three is you're going to anchor this in Anchor this in. This is how you make it real for yourself. You anchor this intention in with rituals, with daily habits, with routine. You anchor in your intention. Um, in the autumn transition module, we did, and these modules I'm talking about, if you've never heard this show before, it's for something I do called the Psycho Spiritual Wheel of the Year. It's a program that goes all year round, and we do different 
different modules. Um, but it's uh, this whole wheel of the year experience. It's designed to be learned one module at a time just for the sake of learning. But the practices that we're learning, they're meant to be done year round and to work holistically because they support each other. So um, in the autumn transition module, we practiced anchors, we practiced rituals, we practiced putting in place something, a ritual, a daily habit by rewarding that habit. So even if you haven't done that module, I just want to emphasize to you um, that you can reward yourself as you're trying to put a new habit in place or a new ritual in place, or you can just see the ritual or habit itself, the reward, which I often do. And I found in doing that module with a group of people, other people did too. They'd be like, I forgot to reward myself today because just in doing the thing, you're, you feel a sense of reward. Um, but the point here, coming back to our little step one, two, three, is an anchor is It's sort of your insurance policy for the year and for the rest of your life. That's how you turn your happy new year into a happy life. So what you're going to do is choose, start with one, choose one new habit, one, just one that you're going to put in place for the new year. One habit, one special ritual that is in alignment with the value you intend to create and one that will allow you better to serve and develop your gifts. Um, and then that's like how you take, you know, these big grand concepts and make them doable, make them not overwhelming, make it something very, very tiny and digestible that you can do every single day. So I'll give you some examples, making people feel seen. The one that I, I really like pulled out to look at more. Um, if you, if making people feel seen is what you've decided, that's how you're going to express your gift this year. Express it through practicing active listening and looking people in the eye when they talk to you. So the habit that you might put in place for anchoring that in could be if you work a day job, let's say, for one hour every day at work, you pick the hour from one o'clock to two o'clock every single day. You will listen more than you talk. You will look people in the eye when they're talking to you and you will be fully committed to bringing yourself back into the present moment anytime you start to feel your mind wander. Of course, if you commit to that anchor every single day from one to two o'clock, um, it'll take effort in the beginning and then it'll start to become pretty automatic and then you'll find yourself doing it beyond two o'clock or before one o'clock. Um, but it lets you off the hook, you know, for the other 23 hours in a day. <laughs> you just need to focus on that one thing. And most of these anchors, they're not going to be an hour long. You could just make your anchor be like the first 30 minutes when I get to work. This is my practice. This is what I'm going to do. Um, or you might find that, you know, making people feel seen is something that you do naturally, but then because that's who you are, but you work in such a busy, overwhelming environment that you sometimes shut that part off because you start to feel resentful. And so you're not giving your gift for like long periods of time because you get overwhelmed. Um, so maybe your anchor is going to be in order to give freely the way I want to give, I have to take my lunch alone. I need that time to replenish. So I'm going to anchor in this gift by giving myself 
my whole lunch hour to myself. I'm just going to read a book and eat my lunch and eat some snacks, even if I have to go sit out in my car alone. (laughs) And that's your anchor. Or maybe you just need to wake up 30 minutes earlier to carve out a little bit of time. This anchor might work too, just as well if you're um, a really creative person and creativity is your, is your gift. You might need to take your lunch break alone to replenish your creative stores. Um, or if you're a connector, you might need to do the opposite. <laughs> so these anchors are about creating a sense of integrity. So they need to be done regularly. It's something you want to make sure, uh, again, you just want to make sure that you choose one thing to begin with, one thing that's realistic and that you can give yourself at least three weeks or even a month to fully integrate into your daily lifestyle before you go trying to add another anchor from there. And you can add, I mean, if you're like super type A and you're like, no, I want to put a whole bunch of different anchors in place. Um, you can do that. Like, I guess, you know, you could have like 12 anchors in 2017. (laughs) You can just structure the crap out of your life. Uh, But do me a favor, just do them one at a time. I say 12 because there's 12 months in a year. But um, I think you'll find that just having one in place will have an amazing effect on you. Um, And then of course, anchors, Anchors work in a lot of smaller ways. This is just an aside outside of your purpose. You know, you can anchor in a commitment to lose weight in 2017 in very small, tiny ways. Like I'm going to make my breakfast the night before, or I'm going to batch, like I'm going to batch food every Sunday. You can do like one little anchor like that to help yourself out. (laughs) My anchor is going to be, I am going to every weekend, I'm going to batch a bunch of all my lunches for the week to come. So I always have a healthy lunch or my anchor is going to be, I get up 30 minutes early to take a power walk around the neighborhood before I do anything else. I just, my anchor is I put my tennis shoes right at the foot of the bed. I put my tennis shoes on, I go pee and I walk out the door and I walk (laughs) 30 minutes. That's my anchor. An anchor like that, if you live a sedentary lifestyle and you don't work out, it will change your life. So that's how anchors work. (laughs) Um, I think about writers a lot as another example. Uh, So like if you think your gift is being a writer, for example, a lot of people write and then they don't have any readers. Like they just post things on the internet over and over again, or they publish things on Amazon, for example. Um, But when I, what I think of that is like a writer without readers is like a tree falling in the woods. If there's nobody there to hear the tree fall, did it really, if it didn't, did it really make a sound? It's kind of like that with the writers. If there's no readers to read um, the writing, you know, was there really a book? So maybe you need to devote, maybe your anchor could be devoting 20 minutes every afternoon to reaching out to one new person who could help expose your work to new readers, be it someone who does interviews, book reviews, an agent, a manager, a publisher, a magazine, whatever. And 20 minutes, if you're organized, is enough to identify one new person and shoot off a letter of introduction, especially if you already have like a great email template in place to work with and a quality manuscript or proposal that you can attach as a file. If you're already set up that way, 
that 20 minutes, that anchor is really an anchor in courage. That's why I think a lot of writers don't share their work. <laughs> and um, writers need readers if you're really committed to that. So that would be an amazing, amazing anchor for you. And then the other problem I see with writers um, is maybe you're a writer who doesn't write. So maybe your new anchor could be to lock yourself in your bedroom every night after dinner for one hour with a do not disturb sign on the door. And to write like the wind, disconnect your Wi-Fi and write, write, write. <laughs> That's your anchor. Uh, I can't go through 10 million examples here. Those are the, just the first ones that came to mind. But hopefully you're able to go through these steps and make it personal to you. So the three steps are as follows. One, dial in on your purpose by connecting with one gift that you know you were born to give. Two, identify the primary way in which you are best able to deliver on that purpose and serve that gift. One way to be of value. Three, anchor it in with a ritual, a habit, or a new routine and commit. So um, this all is really about gaining momentum, one daily ritual at a time. And I think you'll be surprised by... If you commit to this, how much you can get done when you start your year and see it through all the way, like day after day till this time, next year, one full year later, <laughs> like let's all like meet back up here <laughs> at the end of 2017 and look back and be like, holy crap, did I like seriously live my purpose this year? I definitely turned my happy new year into a happy life. I want that for you. I want that for me. I want that for us all, all of us. I hope you are enjoying the holidays. I hope you're enjoying December and not getting sucked into the crazy chaos that's going on all around us. Ground in, family, love, people love. It's Yuletide. It's Christmas time. It's Hanukkah. Feel the love, spread the love. And until we meet again, much love to you. Peace.